This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we're celebrating the first snowfall of the winter by talking to our Alpine and Nordic skiing head coaches. Plus we talk to our Bobcats of the week, basketball players Tom Coyne and Mel Binkhorst. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The men's basketball team defeated Husson 88-74 Tuesday night at Alumni Gym. Junior Max Hummel was on fire all game, matching his career high with 22 points. Hummel has a look for three from the wing. Got it again! Oh, Max Hummel is 6 of 6. He's got 16, and the Bobcats lead 71-60 to Spellman. He'll drive baseline, kick it out to Hummel. Hummel will fire a three. Got it again! Max Hummel cannot miss. He's got 19. He's made all seven of his shots. Beats up 81-67. Top of the key, Gilpin. Gilpin, a lob to Hummel. Lay it up and in. Score it. And the foul. Hummel did not miss a shot in the victory. Well, Max, have you ever had a game like that where you did not miss a single shot? I've had a couple in high school, but it uh, doesn't get much better than that, though. What was it feeling out there for you? I mean, honestly, I was just on autopilot. The ball was going in. Everybody was finding me. I owed all the teammates and the coach. I know you started off with, you know, making some shots early on. You know, you're coming off the bench, and then you were in the second half, you are trying to say, okay, I should shoot a little bit more because I haven't missed yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's about it. I mean, once you see the ball go in, it uh, just gets easier every time, it seems like it. And then how about uh, your teammate there, Gilpin, with his defense against one of the better players in the country, right? I mean, yeah, uh, Gilpin overall, he's one of the best defenders in the NESCAC. I mean, he comes out and shows it every every single game. Well, and the whole team was shooting the ball well today. That must be really, really nice to see. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, Coach put on the board, be snipers today. I think we did that. Sophomore Nick Gilpin's defense on Husson's leading scorer, Raheem Anderson, turned out to be a big difference maker. Well, Nick Gilpin, right after a nice 88-74 win over Husson, looks like you were assigned to Raheem Anderson pretty much that whole game, guarding him. What's that like? I don't know. He's a tough player. Yeah, you know, he's a preseason All-American, so we really focused our scout on stopping him and just making all his catches hard to get after he gave up the ball to start with. So my goal is pretty much don't worry about anything else, just make sure he can't go off for 40 on us. Uh, do you consider yourself, you pride yourself in that defensive ability? Oh, yeah. I know that I'm not one of the best scorers on this team, so it's whatever I can do to help the team is what I'm going to go and do my best at, and it's definitely defense in today's game. Well, your lines are always amazingly even. You have you know, <laughs> some rebounds, some assists, some points. You, you balance it out quite nicely. I mean, has that always been your game, to have really a balanced approach? Oh, yeah. Just I try and be the most all-around player that I can be. I just Everything that helps the team is what I'm going to go try and do, and that's what I felt like I did tonight. Obviously, Henderson uh, got in some foul trouble early, so that probably made your job a little easier, right? Yeah, I made it a lot easier. It's pretty tiring chasing around all game. <laughs> How about Hummel tonight? My goodness, he didn't miss a single shot. Yeah, he played really well tonight. You know, we've been looking for a game like this one to have an offensive explosion, and hopefully we can just keep that up moving forward. Right, because for you guys, I mean, it's all about hitting those shots, and it seems like a lot of people are doing that today, right? Yeah, well, especially after going one for 19 from three against Yoni coming out. And Hudson's a good team. They're probably going to win their conference, so that's a big win for us coming out and making shots. All right, Nick Gilpin, thanks so much. Thank you very much. Head coach John Furbush breaks down the win. Max had a great game. He didn't miss a shot. We know he's capable of doing that off the bench. Gives us a great spark. It's just nice to see him do what he does. How do you Can, can you sense when a guy's going to be hot throughout the game early on, or does that have to develop somewhat? Uh, 
I, I try not to value like guys making shots and warm-ups a whole lot, but I can I usually get a good sense when someone's feeling themselves. And um, you know, Max obviously came in and did his did his thing. So, but yeah, it's kind of a, a feel thing as the game goes on. He might miss his first two, but he can make seven in a row after that. So it's kind of a feel thing. Well, game plan against Raheem Anderson, really tough opponent. Obviously, uh, Gilpin said he was a preseason All-American. You stuck Gilpin on him. Great job, didn't he? Yeah, Nick does a great job when we give him an assignment, and I thought that uh, he did a good job on Raheem last year. And I, and I think Raheem's stats are a little misleading. A lot of his points came late in the game. Nick did a great job on him, um, and, and that's just something that he's going to have to do in NESCAC play, so it was a good little dress rehearsal for him moving forward. you consider Gilpin kind of your defensive stopper? Yeah, I think he uh, yeah, he can guard multiple positions. I think he can guard a point guard. He can guard maybe an undersized four-man, and so he's kind of like our guy. If they have a guy, we want to put Nick on him to, to try to take him out of the game. Well, the other Nick, Nick Lynch, I thought played really well when he was in. He got some foul trouble, but he looked pretty good up. Nick, that was the best he's played, I think, in a base uniform. And, and, and it wasn't necessarily the stuff in the stat sheet. His ball screen coverage was excellent. He was really active. Uh, he was talking a lot. He was the backbone of our defense. I thought he was incredible tonight. Is Coyne a guy you tell just keep shooting even if it's not working early? Because it didn't work early, and then he, kept, he got going. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I, I, I mean, he, I don't think it matters what I tell him. He's going to keep going anyways, which is why he's going to be a good player. You know, he did, he's just got like a... Just a great, you know, pulse for his own game, and I think that uh, he'll shoot himself into as long as the shot's right for the team, which most of them were. I think some of them were a little questionable, but uh, he, he's always a threat. It's sometimes tough to see like how good a team is in a non-conference play, like Husson. Like, I mean, because they don't play the NESCAC, you don't see them that often. How good do you think they are? Husson's very, very good. Yeah. I mean, they, the, the guys did not overlook this game at all yeah. with Bowden and Colby up coming next. Um, you know, they've been in the NCAA tournament, I think, the last five or six years. They almost always win their league. And so we know this is a, a NCAA tournament game for us. Um, and they're always going for us, too. I mean, they've beat Bowden and Colby, I think, the last three years. So, you know, they've had a couple NESCAC wins under their belt. We were making sure that Bates was not one of them. Sophomore Tom Coyne scored 17 points against the Eagles and followed that up with 22 points in a tight 70-63 to loss at Bowden on Thursday. Then he poured in a career-high 30 points in Bates' 82-79 win at Colby on Saturday, including some clutch threes down the stretch. Deep three with two seconds left on the shot clock. Are you kidding me? Largest lead of the day for the Bobcats, up to six. Bates is now 5-2 and two on the season, and Tom Coyne is our male Bobcat of the week. Yeah, for me it was just about, I mean, coming off a tough loss to uh, Bowden. It was big for us to try to get this win on the road. We don't want to go into uh, finals week and kind of that break from games with two straight losses. That's kind of tough to swallow. So it was all about kind of bouncing back and playing as a team and just trying to get the win whenever, however we can. And then for you personally, I mean, were things just opening up? I mean, obviously you're knocking down some threes. Yeah, I haven't been shooting particularly well, like, lately. But um, so I kind of knew I was due for a big game, I guess. Um, saw my first couple of shots go in, and then from there I just had some open looks and uh, – the offense is working well. My teammates found me. I just knocked down some shots. How about those shots late? Uh, I know you had two back-to-back threes down the stretch, right? Yeah, they're kind of crazy shots. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I definitely didn't call bank on, on them, but uh, they were big for us. I'm glad they went in. I kind of felt like basketball gods helped me out a little bit since I've been kind of struggling lately. So I'm just, I was pretty relieved to see them go in. And then going back to the beginning of the week, you know, here against a very good team in Husson. I mean, those types of games must be really helpful, right? You know, a team that has NCAA tournament experience that you're going up against. Right, exactly. We, we kind of know that every year they're a potential uh, tournament team. So, like, if we can get wins like that, it just only helps our resume going into the end of the season, I guess. Maybe get a shot at, like, an at-large bid, whatever, that, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a big game for us. It was a tough week. We needed that first win to kind of start off our three-game stretch that, come, that week. So... 
it was a big win. We played well, and uh, we got it. Interesting that Bowden, Colby, Bates, obviously you guys are playing NESCAT games on the other side of the new year. Seems like it's very even right now, right? Colby beat Bowden. Bowden beat you, but you beat Colby, so it seems like it, it could go either way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think all three teams right now are neck and neck, I'd say. Um, I think that's kind of a good thing when all teams are competing like that. So CBB still on the line. Um, we get Bowden again. Uh, I forget when. Whenever start off uh, conference play, and then Colby's going to be coming at us. So I'm definitely excited to start that uh, NESCAC play with them. Nice to have those at home, though, right? Yeah, that's definitely a plus. I don't know. I don't think students are on campus, but still, I'm sure there's going to be a great crowd, and uh, we're going to need those two wins to kind of start off conference play uh, right. So. so you're a Mainer from Falmouth, and so how many of those guys on Bowden and Colby did you compete against in high school? Give me a ballpark. I mean, do you know most yeah. of them? I mean. I've, Bowden's best player I uh, went to high school with, played with him for three years. He's one of my uh, best friends. So it's cool to uh, play against him every year, twice a year. Um, it's been fun. We beat him twice last year, so it was kind of tough to lose to him. But, uh, you know, we'll get another crack at him. And then Colby, I, I mean, I know a lot of those guys, I, they don't have as many uh, Mainers, but just through, like, the AAU circuit and just kind of being around basketball, like, there's a lot of familiar faces. And, like, I go up to Colby. Um, or this past summer I went up to Colby and worked at camp there, so I got to know some of them. So it's cool to kind of get to know them then, but like once you get between the lines, it's kind of just all business. Um, you're definitely not friends out there. So. <laughs> right. Well, this year it's obviously the guard show. You, Spellman, Gilpin really making things go. Um, Freighter off the bench, tons of guards. Last year, obviously, you had the Del Pesce twins. This year, you don't. How does that change things? Yeah, we're, uh, I mean, I'd say we're pretty much a brand new team, brand new style. Um, none of us have really played that much together. Um, which is like I think a good thing because you know we know we're gonna get better after every game. You can I think we can all start to feel that now, kind of after playing however many games we played. Um, we feel more comfortable up there. The offense is starting to flow. We just put up 80 points. Like start the year we weren't scoring at all, shooting terrible from the field, and now it's starting to click and we can all feel it. So hopefully we can keep that going um, into uh, conference play. Well, speaking of conference play, you're a sophomore now, but last year was a first year. Your first go round in the NESCAC. What did you learn? I learned that it's really competitive and that every game is going to be a battle. Um, you know, it's, there's, there can be like a lot of streaky moments. You can win a couple of games and then you might lose a bunch. So it's about kind of not getting too high not, or not getting too low. Um, in every game you play, you got to know that the team's coming at you and you got to play hard. Great. And any other thoughts on what you're going to be working on with this trip to, um, I believe it's what, Florida coming yeah. up? Yeah, we're going to Daytona Beach on the 18th. We got a couple of games down there. Um, I think that's going to be great for us to kind of bond a little bit. Like you said, like new team. Um, I think that's well, that was uh, coach's kind of reason for bringing us down there. So, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Hopefully you get a couple of wins and um, keep this train going. Tom Coyne, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The women's basketball team fell to Colby and Bowden in non-conference action last week, but sophomore Mel Binkhorst turned in a pair of nice performances, tallying six steals against the Mules and a team-high eight points against the nationally ranked Polar Bears. For her efforts, Mel Binkhorst is our female Bobcat of the Week. Joined by female Bobcat of the Week, Mel Binkhorst here on the Bobcast, talking a little bit about your background on the team this year. First of all, you're a sophomore, but take us back when you were going through the process of deciding on colleges. What attracted you here to Bates? Um, I was attracted to Bates because I heard that it was a very like community-engaged uh, school where we could you know, work with students outside of just... Um, the college itself, um, for example, like in my education classes, like I go to other elementary schools to work with other kids, which I really enjoy. 
um, and also just the people here are so nice and like warm um, and very like welcoming. Had you ever been to Maine before when you came to Bates? Well, my sister actually went to Bowdoin, oh. so uh, so yeah, I've been up here a couple times before that. Great, so tell us a little bit more about your work in the community here so far. Well, so far I've mainly just gone to schools, like elementary schools, um, and I help like, I'm kind of like a TA in the classroom, so I help out with like the host teacher, and um, I've done work with kids who have disabilities and just in mainstream classrooms as well, so it's been nice to get the... Um, like differences of both like being a student here and also teaching what do you find the most rewarding part of that um i like to see the impact that i can bring to the students and how they like improve and like seeing that like light bulb kind of like click and in their brain like when they can finally like put the work that they learn and like apply it into um their lives themselves so so when you're going through the process from a basketball perspective did you talk with coach montgomery a lot about what fit would be here well, we talked about a lot how I could, you know, like be integrated into like the building program of of the basketball program and what like how exciting that is to be a part of it as a team and like individually. So I really was attracted to that mostly. So how do you balance, you know, the time you're spending as a TA with the actual classroom time with the basketball? Um, well, honestly, I find that basketball really like structures my day and helps yeah. me focus a lot more. So um yeah, I think that I think as a team we all would do have like study halls together and do our work together which I think builds like a big bond for us but also you know keeps us focused. I know last year you came on there at the end of the season and played a bit but I believe you were injured the first part of the season mm -hmm. so what was that like having to sit out there for like half the year? Um, well honestly I was a little used to it because I've had a couple injuries in high school too but um, I think it's a lot of a mental game and I think coming in as a freshman sometimes you can find that you know, there's some of your teammates that might not be as supportive because they don't know you as well, but I found the complete opposite here. I think everyone was so supportive and was so, like, happy to have me back on the team when I, um, when I, when I like, recovered from the injury and everything. So it was, it was definitely not um, something that, like, I had to go through myself. Last year, obviously, Bernadette Connors was senior point guard and everything. This year, it's you and Carly and Julia as well. So what's it like to have, you know, three underclassmen kind of leading the offense as, as guards there? Um, it's really awesome. It's really exciting to see how, like, we've developed from even just from last year to this year. We've been really focusing on just, like, being consistent and working together for a full 40 minutes, and I think we've really done a great job of doing that. Yeah, from a defensive perspective, you had six steals against Colby. What's, what's working on defense for you? <laughs> um, well, I think this year, even as a team, like we've definitely been making huge improvements on defense as well. And um, I think a big part of that is that we all are just so invested in the team and improving individually. And um, we work hard like outside of just practice, and it's really just passion, and I think we all have that. Finals week, what finals you got? Um, I have like three, well, I have two written finals, and I have a paper and more of like an oral discussion final. So I got a lot on my plate, but not bad. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And then, um, you know, thoughts on the team this year in terms of obviously you, you lost a couple of key seniors there with Allie and, and Bernie and everything, but what do you think is going to be the key to have success in NESCAC play coming up in January? Um, I think. With most teams, no matter, like, who the people you lose, there's always different, like, versatile players that come in, and you just have to learn how to adjust to that those different players and how to work together. And I think, like, in terms of losing, like, Allie and Bernie, I think that's part of the reason why maybe we're doing, like, such a 
more like up pace tempo and really looking to press on other teams and force turnovers. You mentioned that the community here at Bates has been everything you expected so far. Yeah, for sure. My favorite part is just experiencing more of like the college life and being more independent and all of the college students kind of going through that process together. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. The Bates skiing teams were happy to see the first snowfall of the winter last weekend. Alpine skiing head coach Michaela Holland called the Bobcast from high up the mountain to tell us about her squad. Michaela Holland joining us here on the Bobcats to talk some alpine skiing. Figured since the snow really started coming down <laughs> this weekend and this week, we check in on both skiing teams. But first of all, from the alpine perspective, uh, Michaela, your second year as the head coach of the program. I know the carnival season doesn't start till January, but y'all have been action already since November. So what's been happening over there? I know we've had some success at some events so far, right? Fill us in. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me, Aaron. Um, we've been going since about early November. Um, we were very fortunate. Uh, Sunday River got some pretty awesome snowmaking in early on, so we've been up there all day um, for a couple weeks now, and, and things have been going great. Um, the surface has been amazing. We've had, let's see, we had one um, race last week, or two weekends ago, uh, both men and women. That was kind of like a warm-up for sort of our first big race, which happened um, this past Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And how'd that race go? It went awesome. Um, I think, you know, I think it was probably our best early season um, big race to date, which is which is very exciting. Uh, we have quite a young team. We have two freshman girls, uh, first years, and one that's returning from injury. Um, and we have five new first-year men um, completing the squad. So, you know, some new faces, some young blood. I think it was good. They kind of stepped up the bar a little bit and kind of got everybody excited and working hard. So, yeah, I mean, our first race went great. Um, Michael Cooper had two great days. He was on the podium. Uh, <clears throat> we also had first-year Max Schneider. He, he won the first day for U19s, which is like a younger age category. Um, a bunch of guys in the top 15, top 20. Um, for our women, uh, Hannah Johnson won one of the runs, um, ended up second overall, and Sierra Ryder had a, another um, senior, Hannah and Sierra both seniors. Um, she had a killer race as well, uh, and one of our first years um, had some great success too. So, you know, really fired up. Uh, it wasn't specifically a college race, but we had we were competing against a lot of the college teams were there um and you know we did we did really well so certainly exciting and uh really kind of fired everybody up for carnival season excellent well you touched on michael cooper's success obviously we saw him compete at the ncaa's last year as um as just a sophomore, and now he's a, a junior, and this team, um, obviously the, the men's team, you know, there, there are no seniors on the, on the men's team, and so <laughs> it's a young team, as you mentioned, but tell us a little bit more about Cooper's rise, kind of, because I know last year was your, was your first year as a head coach, but it was a big breakthrough year for him there in your first year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's skiing really fast. He, he had a great year last year. Um, he, he's really young, even though he's he, even though he's a junior this year. Um, he didn't take any gap years like most of most of the males on the circuit did. So um, he was kind of trying to catch up a little bit those first few races last year. And you know, obviously he made NCAA's, which is great. Um, he skied this summer and, you know, just kept, kept getting better. And he's, he's just on fire right now. He's, he's skiing really fast and he scored, um, 
two 20, 20, a 26 and a 27 point result this past weekend, which were his best ever. Um, so that will lower his his points, which will then help him start earlier in carnivals, so he gets oh, to nice. avoid, you know, yeah, some of the some of the some of the weather conditions that might happen and the course deteriorating and that sort of thing. So, yeah, he's on fire right now. I mean, definitely a name to look out for. And I think having him as a, as, as a junior captain um, has really stepped up the rest of the guys. You know, they, they've sort of come into to a, to a, a bar that he set in an expectation that's, you know, really helped kind of increase competitiveness just on day-to-day training. You know, they really support each other and work hard together, which has been really awesome to see. So that's interesting. Even though your first carnival is not till January 20th, and that will be the Colby Carnival, these events now in December impact where their positioning is, right? Yeah, exactly. So basically, there, you know, there's only six college carnivals, um, and even though we start racing in December, we, we really don't do carnivals till the end of January. So it gives us about two months to, to compete in all sorts of other fist races, which are internationally um, sanctioned races. So during those races, there you know there there are opportunities for them to lower their their points. Um, and the lower the point your point profile is, the earlier you get to start in a race. Um, which you know when there's 140 people going down a course, you definitely want to be one of the first ones down. So um, these races are, are definitely really important for them to get some good scores early on. Um, you know, I, about half of our team scored last weekend, so that was really exciting. Um, over time, your your points kind of creep up a little bit, which, which puts you in a worse, worse position for starting carnivals. So we were really thrilled that, you know, these kids got some early season results. In. And, you know, we have three senior girls, um, Hannah Johnson, Sierra Ryder, and Brielle Antonelli, and they're just skiing awesome right now. Hannah and Sierra had two of their best early season races. Um, you know, they were beating some girls that, I think there were five girls that they beat this past weekend that all made the championship last week. So, you know, they're fired up. They're excited. Great leaders. They've, they've definitely helped step up the women's team as well. Excellent. Well, last question, we'll let you go. I know it's very busy life as, as a ski coach. Uh, <laughs> you're basing anywhere, really. But, um, you know, your, your well, second season right is now, the, actually. I'm calling you from the mountains. <laughs> uh, well, second season as the head coach uh, here at Bates. Obviously, you're an alum and everything. But what did you learn from your first year as the head coach here that you're really applying now to this season from your coaching perspective? Yeah, great question, Aaron. Um, I would say, you know, Every year gets a little bit easier because you you learn little tricks and um, just kind of how Bates works, how the athletes work, how training at Sunday River works. Um, I, I felt, you know, last year there were times where things were a bit overwhelming because it just takes a little bit longer to figure out stuff in your first year. But, you know, year year two, things are going really smoothly. Uh, we have an awesome assistant coach named Jake Johnston who's, who's just stellar. The kids really have taken to him and really enjoy having him around. He's a great help, um, and he really knows what he's doing. So, so that's super helpful. Um, and I think just knowing the student-athletes, you know, the more time you spend with them, the, the more you get to know them. So, I, you know, the first couple months last year, I was, I was figuring out not only where they were at athletically and what they needed to work on from a ski racing perspective, but also just, you know, how, how they best learned and, you know, what methods were best, whether it was video analysis or kind of drawing things out or sitting down or, you know, showing them in a course, you know, where they should be. Um, they all learn differently, and there's a lot of them. So I think coming in year two, I had our returning 
our returning uh, athletes pretty dialed in in terms of, you know, what works, what type of communication style works, you know, do they like to be hyped up in the start, do they need to be calmed down in the start, all that stuff just kind of accumulates over the years and definitely makes things a little bit smoother in year two. All right. Well, Michaela Holland, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bobcast. Let you get back out there on the mountain. Great. Thank you so much. Nordic Steen head coach Becky Woods enters her 24th season at the helm of the program. We hopped on the phone with her to talk about her team's potential this season. Becky, first of all, you must have been happy to see the first real snowfall of the year over the weekend, right? Absolutely. Always thrilled to have the snow come down and um, be reminded that winter is actually coming. Tell us a little bit how the, the Nordic skiers um, prepare for the season when there's not snow. So we do uh, a lot of different things, but our main uh, training is on roller skis, um, both skate and classic. So that's the closest we can get to mimicking skiing or snow skiing. And then we do a lot of, you know, on foot uh, running and hill bounding as well. Um, certainly some weightlifting um, and, and strength. Uh, but we get out on the roads a lot. I'm sure people see us out there. Uh, it looks a little bit odd because we're, you know, we've got our poles and our skis, um, and there's no snow. But that's um, what we need to be doing. Sure. And then I know the team does compete in some events before the carnival season, and uh, those maybe go, um, you know, not as noticed by the general public. But it's very important for the team, right? So, what are some of the events you participate in? Yeah, it's certainly. Um, you know, we do some roller ski races. Um, we were able to, to do one of those uh, in early November with a bunch of the other main colleges. Uh, we go out to North Haven and do something called the Lobster Roll. Uh, it's a really wonderful day for um, the main collegiate ski teams, one, to be together, uh, two, to be a part of kind of island living, and three, just to get a race in. Um, and uh, we were fortunate enough to have the two top finishers, um, both on the men's and women's side. So that was very promising as we look forward. Uh, and then we also will be doing uh, Eastern Cups uh, early in the season. We're going up to Fort Kent this weekend for the first Eastern Cup uh, on snow race and um, looking forward to that and that again there'll be a number of uh, colleges there as well as um, the normal um, junior groups so it's, we're really looking forward to it. All the way up to Fort Kent that's quite the trip isn't it? <laughs> it's quite the trip especially because it's still in the state you know I mean when you yeah. drive over four hours and you're still in one state uh, it just gives you a good um, perspective on how big this uh, Maine really is. So who are some of your key returnees? You mentioned you had, you had two top finishers in an earlier event. Who were they and who are some other key returnees this season? Yeah, um, Parker McDonald on the men's side. Uh, he uh, was uh, the top finisher in that roller ski race. He's a senior, and uh, he certainly is coming back strong. And uh, Kaylin Woods, who is a sophomore, also was the top finisher there uh, in the roller ski race. And we're really keeping our fingers crossed that those guys keep that up as they move on to snow and into the season and, you know, stay healthy. I think uh, their fitness is there. So um, we're excited to see what they uh, what they do with that. And on the men's side, um, we have, you know, some really solid returners, um, Parker being one, Connor Gray, the other senior on the team. I expect a lot out of those guys. And then Graham Houtsma, uh, Leo Lukens, and Forrest Hamilton uh, 
also sophomores uh, returning, and uh, I think they really have uh, upped their fitness over the course of the summer, really focused on that, and uh, I, I, I'm hope, hopeful that it pays off for them as well. And then they're joined by six first years, um, so mm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, to see what those first years can do, and they're from all over um, Idaho, Fairbanks, Alaska, um, Oregon, and then we have three Mainers. Um, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to see how this class comes together on the men's side, and then on the women's side, we have Kaylin Woods returning. Um, she's a sophomore. Uh, Sam Pierce, who's a junior, um, I, she's the captain of the team, and I think is um, her fitness is as um, it's as strong as it's been so far. She's really put some time in, and I think that's going to um, really be um, positive for her as she looks ahead to the race season. And then um, Annie. Blakesley uh, from Eagle, Colorado, also returning, and um, she's just a natural skier, uh, and I think she'll find some really solid racing as she gets on the snow. Um, and then we they're joined by three first years, um, Zoe McKinney, Eliza Blood, and Maya Seckinger, and I think that um, those guys bring a, a ton of energy and a lot of fun to the team and also a lot of talent. So... I think overall we're really looking forward to um, getting onto snow, starting the race season, and then getting the carnival season going in January. Well, I have to ask you, the first year you, you got from Fairbanks, Alaska, how did that come about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we've had some skiers from Fairbanks in the past, um, Jordan Uto being the most recent, and, um, you know, I think, uh, and Helen Sudcamp Walker as well, and, you know, I think that um, there's just, um, there's a little bit of a pipeline going on there uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, a lot of the skiers um, from out west and even Alaska, um, the east is a real exciting place to be as a ski racer um, because the um, schools that are out here offer great academics and also really competitive ski programs and there's less scholarships which is a funny thing but um, in the Mm. west where you'd think a lot of those guys would go um, you know they're real big scholarship schools and they're recruiting foreigners so there's a little bit more opportunity for those guys so yeah they look across the country and we're happy to have them Great, great. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, Kaylin Woods, obviously one of your top attorneys. I, you know, she, she is your daughter. After I, I am curious, what's that like to have your daughter on the team? Oh, it's really fun. Um, you know, we've been uh, working together this way for a long time, so it's it's pretty seamless. Um, you know, and you know, she is uh, when we're at practice, she's you know one of the skiers, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's really important for her, and it's really important for me as well and uh i'm looking forward to her coming home for break so we can go back to mom and mom and daughter <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah all right well becky woods thanks so much for joining us here on the bobcats to talk some nordic skiing to celebrate the uh, first snow of the year here for y'all <laughs> well, thank you very much the bobcast is taking the rest of the month off for finals week and the holiday season But we'll be back in January with more interviews with your favorite Bobcats and a look back at how the basketball teams do in the games they have scheduled over break.
All that and more next year on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates.